my love, it's Ruby and welcome to the Rituals to 7 podcast. You're in the right place if you're an online coach excited to meet your first million dollars and you're even more excited that you finally found someone who's doing it through intuitive flow and spiritual connection. In these episodes, I'll teach you how to grow your business in the most aligned way. Okay, are you ready for the magic? Let's get started with today's episode. Hi everyone, welcome back to a new episode. We have a guest on today. She's one of my mastermind clients and someone who's gone through such major transformation in her own life and particularly in her business. We're speaking to Hayley Parks today. She is all about the spirit world. She's all about stepping into her power as a medium, as a psychic healer. And prior to all of this, Hayley resisted coming into this space. She was really focused on building a business, helping other businesses grow, resisting all the things that are coming through now in her current business. And I'm so excited to share that process with you. And you will hear how natural, how powerful Haley is in her own personal story. Today, I really wanted to highlight a topic with Haley, which I'm often asked about because I speak about it a lot, but I do not teach on it. And this is accessing your guides in life and in business. I do, I have talked about my own process of how I speak to my guides, but in this episode, Haley actually walks you through the steps of how you can do the same if this is something that's been really interesting to you. And just a couple of days ago, I was hosting a live stream inside of my rituals and business community. You'll have instant access to this community when you become a client of mine or when you purchase soul-led business, which is in the show notes below. Basically, every month I go in, I speak about a topic that I download or that I channel. Last week was all about really embracing your inner world so that it reflects your outer world including all the messages that you get from your guides. Now, out of that, I had a lot of my community say, I've heard you say this so much, Rubes, but how do you actually do it? If that's you, if you've been wondering how you do it yourself, stick around. This episode is so full of really practical advice, but helping you take baby steps towards really seeking more spiritual guidance. We do go very deep here with Haley's story, and we talk a lot about very explicit things. So maybe not one for the kiddies, just as a, as a warning in case you're listening to it in the car. And it's definitely something that I'll encourage you to listen to when your heart is open and when you feel really strong with where you are. If you're feeling a little vulnerable with things to do right now around your own soul or you're a huge empath, just take it all in and pause where you need to. This story is so powerful, but we do go very, very deep into Haley's background. The work she does is so much in the shadow, in the trauma, but she brings such beautiful light out of what she calls, you know, the, um, the darkness and really pulls that into a place where you're able to use that as part of your personal power. So without further ado, let's jump in. Let's meet the gorgeous Haley Parks. You'll be able to find 
find all of Haley's details as per usual in the show notes below. And please do tag us. I'm seeing so many more tags, comments, DMs come through on my page, which just makes my heart sing. And if this episode really spoke to you or you have been a longtime listener, don't forget to leave a review on Apple iTunes. It just makes such a world of difference having this beautiful podcast get out there to more people who will be served by it and who absolutely have been searching for this sort of content. All right, let's meet Haley and I shall meet you on the inside. Welcome Haley to the Rituals to Seven podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Rubes. I've been so pumped for this interview. I actually was dancing around in the kitchen this morning and I'm like, I've got an interview with Ruby. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh my goodness. And how amazing. Do you do you tend to link a lot to dance to get your energy up? Is that your go-to? Yes, I love the embodiment practice of dance and I love singing so much. I think singing and dancing is my go-to to really lift my vibration, definitely. Oh my goodness. I don't think I've ever heard you sing. We might need to do that on the, um, <laughs> at some point. No. <laughs> no, please don't. I didn't say I was a good singer. I just said I love singing. <laughs> it's so funny, like in my mind and especially in the shower, I freaking sound like Mariah Carey. And then I hear myself actually do it. I'm like, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the same. And I feel like the shower is definitely my go-to for like first thing in the morning, and this is sort of like a little bit of a touch on my morning routine. I eat straight away because I can't function unless I've got food in my system and I drink lots of water. And then I jump straight in the shower and I turn my Miracle Morning playlist on. And it's usually just whatever song I'm intuitively guided to listen to first. And I jam that really loud and I basically sing and dance in the shower every single morning. And that's how I keep my energy high. A lot of people say to me, Haley, how do you fit so many words in one sentence? How do you have such high energy all the time? And I was like, because I start my day with high energy. I love that. Did you all hear that? Write that down. How are you starting your day? And it is a choice. There's moments where I know, I don't know. I've woken up and I've just thought, oh, you know, no routine this morning. I mean, you and I, we're both Sagittarius sisters. We're not one for deep routines, but it's different to rituals. It's different to the things that drive our energy. And it's a choice. You can make that choice every single morning, how you set up your day. So, oh, I'm so excited to get stuck into it. So we've just learned you're a Sagittarius sun. What's your moon and rising? I have been waiting to have this conversation with you because I've always wondered. I know ours are so similar. So my rising sign is Pisces and my moon sign is Scorpio. Oh my God. I've got tingles. I don't know if you probably can't see goosebumps. So I am a Pisces moon and I am Aquarius rising. My Ah. south node is in Scorpio and I swear all of my closest friends, especially pre-Saturn return, were all Scorpios. Just, I learn so much from the Scorpio South Node. And I feel like after my Saturn return, I'm turning to my North Node, which is in Taurus. And I'm learning so much from Taurus energy now, but I know like we could nerd out so much on this, but how is learning about your natal chart, your signs, even human design and other areas that you dig deeper into your own design? How is that helped you lead your life and turn further and further into alignment? 
Yeah, I love that question. And I just actually interviewed the beautiful Yashika, who I had, we both had our natal charts read by. And yeah, so I feel like definitely it's helped me in so many different ways. And what I will say is my natal chart ebook is on my desktop. I refer to that like my Bible. It's something that I go to every now and then, every time I feel called to check something out in my chart, because you can't possibly remember every little thing in your chart. I don't know to the extent and like depth to what you know your chart, I don't think, but I feel like it's definitely something I'm starting to learn more of. But it's helped me to reconfirm what I already know about my soul's path in this lifetime but it's also helped me to stay on track as well Mm -hmm. it's almost like okay anytime that I feel like I'm going veering off track or something's pulling me in the opposite direction I feel guided to go back and look at my chart and it's like hang on a minute you are doing things pretty you know at course on the path to where it's supposed to be going but there is something that you're not seeing and it kind of brings to light the things that I may not have the conscious awareness around. What have been maybe like some of them or even one of them that you've really tuned into recently? Yeah. For me, boundaries massively. (gasps) Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Tell us, can you give us an example? (laughs) Yeah. So boundaries is a big thing that I'm here to learn in this lifetime. It's something that I really, really struggle with. I've gotten a lot better with. However, being just over a year in business, it's something I've had some harsh lessons around and my natal chart does show that. It does show that I'm going to have some, you know, struggles with that and it's something to learn. Yeah, I think boundaries with family has been my biggest struggle. Being a young child, I always gave so much to my family, especially my mum. It was very much I was the mum of my mum and not the other way around. So I feel like that pattern and conditioning and you know, that way of being was already in my childhood and then coming into adulthood and then into business, I feel like I really had to look at that closely and go, hang on a minute. It's a pattern that needs to be interrupted more or less. Mm, I love that perception on it because it's so hard to see boundaries. It's one of the hardest things to actually recognize and realize you're opening up that possibility of people to step all into your patch and you don't realize it until you're frustrated or you try and find a way to escape from it. And I 100% totally resonate with that. It was so funny because I had my chart also read by Yashika and she highlighted this one area of my life, particularly to do with my father figure and the mother figure in my life, my mom and my dad, and boundaries. And I have to say, ooh, that has been such a challenging aspect of my personal life. It's almost, I can keep that separate from business in terms of the energies of how I show up. But I tell you what, when they're around and it took me so long to work on the healing relationship in the family aspect, ooh, I mean, we could do a whole other episode on that big time, big time. So let's talk about the path that you've been on. So for for some context, Haley and I work together. Haley is inside of my mastermind and we've had such beautiful conversations in the mastermind because Haley is such a transparent, open, vulnerable soul and is never afraid to take it to that place where it's like, 
hey, gals, this is what's happening. I feel so crazy, out of control, or something's happening, something's shifting. And I love that vulnerability in you. You go deep. That's the Scorpio, I think, in you where it's like, let's cut the shit. Let's go there. I'm happy to talk about the shadow. But I think a lot of that comes from you also having led a very full-on life. I mean, you're you're so wise beyond your years. You're such a sage, but I know why that is. Can you talk to us a little bit more about how your childhood affected or has, you know, brought you to where you are today? Thank you for such kind words, honestly. Like, wow, so kind. And I think just on that, the vulnerability in itself, that has really helped me on my healing journey massively. I feel like vulnerability is probably what has helped me shift so much and being vulnerable is so powerful like with vulnerability comes so much power and I like to embody that but also lead and teach people that because there's not enough and I'm getting tingles talking about this there's not enough leaders showing their vulnerable side and I really want to break that cycle and I really want to break that stigma because I think it's so important for the next generation to be led by leaders that really do show all aspects of themselves and to not feel shame around that because I know that I felt a lot of shame as a child around being vulnerable or showing, you know, those sides of myself that were a little bit more raw. So, yeah, I think vulnerability has been a huge part of my journey for sure just touching on yeah the question you asked in relation to my childhood I think you know it's something I could talk about all day it's a big story but I'll give you a very brief condensed version if I hadn't gone through what I had gone through in my childhood and the main events just so people are aware and it might be a little bit cutthroat to hear this and a bit full-on to hear this so my mum was a heroin addict most of my life. And my dad was caught up in a lot of criminal activity. So I was very much anchored in that lifestyle of crime and drugs. And I didn't see any healthy relationships. I wasn't seen, heard or held. I feel like I was non-existent for many years. I'm not going to lie. And that was because of the trauma that was playing out. And so when I turned 12, I was just about to start high school and I was becoming a woman very young. I had boobs overnight, boobs, like it was all happening fast. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I remember that. I remember that going, what? It's happening here. (laughs) Yesterday I was a girl, now I'm a lady. What's happening? Yeah, it happened very rapid for me. And as you said, wise me on my years, I always have been since I was very young. I was 12 going on 15, very mature, very, very mature, knew things that some children should not know, many children should not know, saw things that many children should not see. With that came a lot of responsibility as well, Um, this responsibility for my siblings. I became a protector. I very much was in my masculine energy and a lot of the time just felt like I was holding the fort until, yeah, my 12th. I just turned 12 and my dad was locked up in prison for a crime that he didn't commit and he was actually murdered awaiting trial. Very, very exposed publicly. It was all over the news. It was a huge event and it was the catalyst for big changes both 
good and bad in my life. But that was the main trauma that I, I went through as a child. And there was a lot more from that, that point onwards as well. But I guess to answer your question, had I not gone through that upbringing, had I not gone through that pain and suffering and trauma, there's no way in hell I'd be at the capacity or the level of awareness that I'm at now. And there's no way in hell that I'd be able to serve at this level. There's no way in hell that I would be able to help people heal and hold space. And I truly believe you become a better healer, coach, leader based on the life experience that you have, not based on the certificate you have or the trainings that you do or the coach that you've worked with. Those things are all great. But I truly believe that most of my knowledge and the power that I have within the teachings that I teach and the things that I do and offer come from life experience. I love the way that you talk about that, Hales, and just thank you for being so transparent and so vulnerable and open. There's that word again, vulnerable with us around all of it. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to process. And the fact that you have really harnessed that as such a gift in this world to help heal is just, oh my goodness, it's so deep. And I just really want to honor and respect the work that you do and having to I know now for a fact that you do a lot of that work with others. You do a lot of the trauma work and you do a lot of the healing of deep soul wounds and even past wounds, past life wounds that you've worked with. Can I ask a really, I guess, a question that I'm selfishly very interested in because I know you also do this work. Do you ever see your dad? Do you ever speak to him? Does he come to you? Yeah, a lot, a lot. Oh, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. So my father is, and I've been told this so many times by, you know, other spiritual mentors and things, probably earlier on in my, you know, awakening as well. I got told this before I started to fully open up to my clairvoyance and claircognizance and things that he was a spiritual guide for me. And there was a reason why he had to leave when he left. And that was really healing in itself, just healing, like hearing that. I don't see my father in the way that I see other spirits. I think mm-hmm. that's because of the deep connection being my one of my parents. It's very different and it's very hard to articulate in words, but I see my dad in my clairvoyance, in my mind's eye, whenever I want to, I will bring him forward, which is beautiful. Very, very lucky and grateful to be able to connect with him on that level. He comes to me in a lot of symbolic ways as well. If I speak to him or I ask him, he will come to me through magpies. Magpies is a huge symbol for him. And this is, I mean, like actual magpies flying and hitting me like smack bang on my car window when I'm driving. Oh, shit. Yeah, like, go on. <laughs> He's like, hey, listen up, girl. Um, other times it's just a magpie. I see magpie stickers a lot on the back of cars when I'm just daydreaming and usually when you're daydreaming that's when spirit will come to you he comes to me in number synchronicities 1123 is our number my dad actually died on the 23rd he was born on the 23rd the house we moved into after we he died was number 23 23 is very significant to my father and so yeah he comes to me in many different forms Oh, I love this. And a question that I 
get often because I also have very strong connections with my guides and specifically guides that have either been ancestors or guides that I know have been a part of my life and many past lifetimes as well. Just repeat people that I've met over and over and over again. The question I often get is how do you connect with your guides? For someone who is brand new to this world. I speak about it purely from a perspective of guides in business. Entrepreneurship is such a big part of my chart and what I'm here to do is all about business. But let's say it's bigger than that and you're wanting to heal or connect with a family member or someone who you've known and you've wanted to really feel close to them again. Do you go through something specific with your clients to help them access guides? I love this question because it's arrived at a really pivotal moment in my business because this is what I'm really stepping into. This is the work I'm stepping into now. Finally, as you know, Rubes, I've actually got an inner circle that I'm doing the final touches for at the moment. And it's really about teaching intuitive empaths, leaders, psychics, healers and coaches how to do this kind of work how to further develop their skills and their intuitive gifts bring it on bring it on the world needs so much more of this and Haley, i'm telling you it's looking good on you babe it's so natural it's like you've just put the cloak on that you were always meant to wear it's just so beautiful to see you embody this yeah, I'm so excited. I actually did a post this morning on my Instagram. I'm like, oh, this looks good on me. <laughs> so, yeah, I think to answer your question, I guess a brief way to answer this clearly for people that are tapping into perhaps they want to start connecting with their guides or they want to meet their guides for the first time, you can meet them in so many different ways. But I would say meditation is the most powerful way to meet them fully ask them to come forward Mm. but what I did want to touch on a little bit is and I can talk about calling on them as well and ways that you can call them calling cards for people that probably haven't met any of their guides or maybe they've only got one or two and they want to connect with them it doesn't have to be complicated it doesn't have to be complex it's quite simple actually and I really can't wait to break that stigma around that as well because I feel like people think, oh, it's such a hard thing to do. It's so effortless. It's so easy. You've got to think about your guides as these beings, people, celestial beings, whatever they are, humans, they have been with you for hundreds of lifetimes. They know you inside out. They know your soul, not your human body. They know your soul. And they have been with you for so long So they're waiting for you to connect with them and they are like standing there with open arms. They can't wait for you to connect. So it's really up to you to sit quiet and quiet the mind and ask for them to come forward. But it's really important when you do this to make sure that you are protected and safe. Mm. I think a lot of people early on in their journey, when they're connected to their guides, they forget that, you know, they still need to protect themselves because there are light and dark beings. And we need to make sure we're doing this in a very protective space. And when we open ourselves up, we can open ourselves up to things that aren't for our highest good and they can be low vibrational. And we really just want to make sure that we're safe when we're doing this. So making sure that you're calling on 
the right guides from the light. You know, you can set, there's so many different things you can say, Rubes, but like just one that comes to mind is, you know, you can close your eyes, do a couple of deep breathing exercises to get into your body. Make sure you're really grounding your energy first. Maybe you'd like to get a grounding crystal um, of some kind. You can put a candle on, really make sure that you're grounded. Perhaps you want to do it outside. That's going to help you in nature. Once you've grounded your energy, you're closing down your eyes and you really want to make sure you're in that quiet meditative state. And you can do this by speaking or you can do this in your mind. So I like to do it in my mind. However, sometimes if I feel like I need a little bit of my fiery energy to amp it up a bit, I'll speak to them. Being a speaker, my voice is very powerful. But if you like to just do this in your mind, you can say something in your mind like, I call on my guides from the highest level of vibration or the highest level of awareness or consciousness. I call on my guides from the light. It's really mm-hmm. important to ask for your guides from the light. And once you ask for them, you want to then follow that sentence with, if it's a specific reason first, like if you want to call on one of your guides for a specific reason, whether it's a business thing or maybe it's your guide for plant medicine or maybe it's your guide for helping you with relationships. There's so many different guides. You know, I have like 30 guides, like I have an army. I really focus on working with 11 of them, but you got to strengthen your and choose which ones you need for different things. So Say, for example, you want to become a better cook. Like I met a guide <laughs> that wants me to start cooking, which I haven't really been listening to her, but <laughs> anyway, sorry, Sandra. <laughs> so um, you can call on your guides for different things. So maybe you want to call on someone for cooking. Hey, um, guides, I-, I want to call on my guide to help me cook. I want to experience more with herbs. I want to learn how to bring in more whole foods. I really want to make sure that I am the embodiment of health because I'm a health practitioner and I want to walk my talk. And so I really need your help, guides. And then you could ask for the guide to help you cook uh, to step forward in your meditation. And it's simple as that. You just ask them to step forward and they will step forward. And, you know, sometimes the first couple of goes, it might not happen. So don't be discouraged by that. You're just practicing. It's like confidence muscle. You've got to practice, right? So the first times, first few times you might be disappointed, don't give up. It's like anything. You just keep going, keep practicing. Eventually they'll come through. Maybe they did come through and you didn't actually see or understand the way in which they were coming through as well. So that's something to know. The next thing I want you to know in this process is they can come through in different ways. So they might come through to you in an image. If you are more clairvoyant or you're a more visual person, you might see the person come through. You might see a symbol. I don't know. You might see a plant. You might see something that's related to the question that you're asking, right? Secondly, it might come through as a thought, clear cognizance. It might come through as a knowing and a message or a download. So it might be like, hello, and I'll just use Sandra as a guy because she's my longest or probably my second guide I connected with and she's here to help me cook and she's laughing. I <laughs> 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 haven't been prioritizing cooking. Hey, Sandra. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. 
She loves giving big hugs to people. So she's giving you a big hug groups. <laughs> so they can come through with claircognizance. So a message. So they might come through as, hello, I'm such and such, or whatever the message is, or yes, I'm with you, or whatever. Or maybe it would just be a word. Maybe it's a word that comes through. It's like you need to experiment with the herb, I don't know, like lemon. Puzzle. Puzzle, <laughs> yeah, something, right? What's another way? Another way it can be smell, which is quite rare, but smell. I'm, I, I, I connect through smell. That smells. is a rare one. There you go. That's a rare one, Rubes. I, I connect with smell every now and then, but it's not my strongest point. And do you know um, what's really crazy about that? My sense of smell in the human body is fucking awful. I have sinus mm-hmm. problems, all sorts of things, but somehow when it's in the spirit world, I smell certain smells and I know exactly which guide, where it's come from and what it means. Yes. And do you know what? That is actually so common because, for example, in human form, I'm pretty much deaf. Really? I know that I can't hear very well. In both ears? Yeah, so I struggle. Like I can hear. Of course I can hear. Hmm. But I really struggle. When I'm in a conversation, if there's more than two people in a room, whew, I struggle. I really struggle. And especially in social environments, I'm like I have to sit so close. It's so embarrassing. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm deaf. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's so embarrassing. But then when it comes to auditory. Loud and clear. Crystal clear. Like if a spirit comes to me and says something, I can hear it. So, yeah, that's another thing. You can hear them. They might say something to you. You might hear them. Touch. Do you ever feel someone brushing past you or? Yes. Yep. Touch. It could be, you know, even just a woof of air that's like you're in a still room, just in a room and there's like wind. Yes. Um, I don't mind the wind and the curtains blowing, but I have to say the touch part freaks me out (laughs) because it's, I've had it done a few times, but I've just said, whoever is there, please don't do that again. Because that just, that I don't respond well to that comes to me in other forms, but I might even just feel a full on tap, like a one tap and there's no one there. And I freaking hate it. It just scares me. But I also know they've tried, like what you've said, they've tried in other forms and that's the form that got me. I'm like, okay, okay. I hear you, (laughs) but please don't do that again. It just freaks me out. And that's um, part of setting a spiritual boundary too with your guides. Ooh, I love this. I love this. Because, you know, you can't have your guides coming in there and frightening you or, and they don't mean it intentionally, of course. They just want to get your attention. They want to talk. (laughs) But boundaries, yeah. If that's making you feel uncomfortable, you make sure you tell them. I hope that you are loving this conversation so far and I'm quickly jumping in to share a video series all about blending your business with that spiritual juju. This is available only on the podcast. You won't be able to find it anywhere else on my website or on socials. And guess what? It's absolutely free to access. All you need to do is jump into the show notes to download and watch right after this episode. Enjoy. So I can fully see 
so many of your guides on your screen right now. Like just, it just feels as though a crowd sort of came in and just had had a seat behind you and they're so here for the conversation. So welcome Haley's guides. Welcome my guides. We honestly had no idea this conversation was going to go here today, but it's so beautiful. And it is such a key question. I get asked so much amongst my audience and you are the person, you are the conduit to talk about this. I love what you said about calling in the light, calling in the light guides and those of the highest good. I don't feel I've done that. I feel as though I don't have spiritual boundaries when I access my guides. So that's a major takeaway for me. And it brought up a story that my mum is actually very, very attuned to the spiritual world. I mean, from a very young age for me, she's always said to me, oh, there's something around. Or if we go on holidays and we stay in a hotel room, we've had to move hotel rooms because she can see all kinds of things. And I will say, I don't think they are uh, of the highest good. She sees very dark things sometimes. I almost just felt instantly when you said that, I wish she had done more work around drawing boundaries around that. But I see now that's a reflection of what I also need to start doing. And I think because of her perception of seeing spirits and guides, it scared me for almost a decade to not access that side of me because she'd say, oh, I see little devils running around. And I was really young. I was nine, I was 10. And my visual of little devils was really terrifying compared, she said it very matter of fact of, oh, there's all these little creatures around the bed. We've got to go or something's happened in this room. We've got to move. And it shut me off from that world because it terrified me. So I know that there are some of you listening in thinking that as well around that's really terrifying to access guides. And the way that you talk about it is very loving. The fact that they've seen your soul, they know your soul. If someone's feeling shit scared right now to even activate that world, what are some really gentle ways to step into this? Just even today, what can they do right now to gently open up the door and, and feel safe doing that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad you asked this question, Ruth, because I felt the same very much. You know, when you go through your spiritual awakening, you have to go through a lot of dark nights of the soul as well. And for me, it's it's actually the soul contract I signed. I really have to go through the dark night of the soul multiple times throughout my lifetime. And I went through a whole year of this, like a whole year, a whole year, like let that sink in. And this was through the COVID lockdown. Yay. (laughs) So what was that? What is a dark night of the soul? Gosh, now two questions there. (laughs) I'll come back to it. Come back Um, to it. Yes. To answer the first question, how can you feel safe to really step into this line of work without, I guess, having fear and being a bit frightened of the darker sides of spirituality for me because I went through so much of the darkness I am fucking bulletproof (laughs) I am fearless as hell (laughs) no dark entity can come into my space anymore I have such strong boundaries I have had dark entities take over my body which they were not allowed to in my early stages and that happened because I had to learn some valuable lessons because I was going to be stepping into this line of work as a medium and as a psychic. And I had to learn those lessons because there is no place for dark entities or energies to take over my physical body. It is just not on. 
And I had to tell them to kindly leave. And I went through some horrific, traumatic, spiritual experiences during this time. And it was enough to make a normal human being shut off and completely say, holy shit, I don't want any part in this. And I'm not going to lie, Ruby, I think I'm pretty freaking powerful to have gone through that and to come out on the other side and to still want to do this work. I don't know a single soul that would have survived that and not thought, hang on a minute, am I going fucking crazy here? Mm. Because there was a minute there where I was like, okay, am I going crazy? Like I had to question it because I was seeing all kinds of things. I was seeing aliens, demons, all kinds of things, like everything, you know. And going through that as a human being (laughs) and never going through it before and being very alone and then having a being take over my physical body and put fear into my partner in the middle of the night, that experience alone, can I just say, terrifying. And do you remember that? Yeah, clear as a bell. My partner suffered from PTSD for six months after this experience. Oh, my God. And I was this close to saying, I can't deal with this. I can't put my family, my twin flame, in danger like this. I felt like I had put him in danger because I was too open. So coming back to the safety question, I had to go through that experience so I could learn strong boundaries in the spiritual realm but also know how to protect myself at the highest level. Mm. Ain't no dark energies coming in my space. No, no, no. Hell no. They don't have any power in this realm. And so some of the things that you can do, first thing, um, this is an exercise everyone can do at any time of the day and every single person can do. And what I will say is I am not any more powerful than any other person in this world. I don't know how to do anything better than anyone else. We are all able to do this at the same capacity. It just takes practice. I'm not some spiritual gifted person that can do this better than you or anyone else. Anyone can learn this. It's basic protection And I really want people to have a belief system so strongly that they can do this, that they really can do this. And they have the capacity and they're at a level where they can practice this and fully become strong within themselves in their auric field. Yes, we needed to hear that. I'm just confirming this. This is good. This is like, yes, yes, yes. I'm totally nodding here. Yes. So the first thing you can do, this is a couple of little exercises. I have millions, but one thing you can do is you can visualize a bubble of white light around your auric field as protection. So I like to think of the auric field about a meter or two around our body. It's the energy that runs around our body. It's quite large depending on who you are. Everyone's a little bit different. It's pretty huge. (laughs) So you want to, you want to, I guess it's about an arm. It's about your arm. If you hold your arms out, it's, Mm. it's that width around your entire body. You want to picture that that bubble of white light is around your entire body. And so once you visualize that, you want to visualize that entire bubble is filled with white light. Okay. And maybe you want to bring in the five senses when you're doing this. Think like you want to bring this in and fully embody the white light. It's not just, okay, I'm putting a white bubble around my thing and it's not really a thing. You know, you want to really embody this. So you can embody it through what it looks like 
what it feels like what's the vibrational frequency like what's the hertz of this frequency mine's like in the 900s is fucking powerful what does it smell like maybe it's got a scent maybe it's got a nice lavender scent i don't know <laughs> you can really be playful with this like make it fun it doesn't have to be so serious and robotic like this is fun i love doing this stuff mm, i and- love it i feel mine smells like the ocean yeah beautiful beautiful nice and salty and airy. Mm. yeah yeah so you can practice this and make it up you know if yours is purple then it can be purple if you want it to be white with some shimmers and diamonds and i don't know sparkles in it go nuts oh i Whatever. love that yes like make it pretty like i love sparkly pretty light things i love this deck this is what all of my branding is inspired by so these pastel beautiful colors that's what my auric field looks like it's beautiful so we're holding up the work your light by rebecca campbell deck it's so stunning i love it i've just um finished my podcast cover design this morning and it's actually being released this afternoon because yeah it's all inspired by the rebirth of my branding but Getting back to that, you can start with the white bubble of light. So you create your protection that way. If you're a female, you can do this or a male. However, I want to give the males that might be listening in a little masculine protection technique. And this is one my partner has mastered. And it is the gold body armor. Like picture yourself as a Viking you know, put your helmet on, make sure that you're fully protected. Maybe you've got a sword. Maybe you've got, I don't know, some kind of shield and it's like you're you're fully protected by this. Me and my father, we're, we're a little cuckoo, but, you know, when we leave the house sometimes, he'd be like, honey, have you got your bubble on? I'm like, <laughs> And he's like, I'm like, have you got your armor on? Yes. I love that. There's so many people listening going, where do I find a partner like that who gets it? And this is the thing. I mean, you mentioned he's your twin flame. As spiritual beings here on this earth, you have such a beautiful partnership with him. He's gone through, what, how did you call it, the dark night of the soul with you. He's gone through doing all this practice with you. It's so beautiful to hear. So thanks for sharing that. I think it's, oh, it makes it a reality that yeah. there are, there's your twin flame out, out there who can fully be in all of it with you. It's mm. so beautiful to hear. Yeah, yeah. I'm very, very lucky and blessed. Very, very blessed. Tom's on his own healing journey. We're on different timelines at the moment, but we have a vision. We have our own separate missions, but we have a vision that comes together. And I'm excited to him to to come out of the closet and rise from the ashes and share his story very soon as well. It's so beautiful. I saw your story this morning about yeah. being one year clean, which is mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah. So inspiring. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. Okay, so we've got our aura bubble. We've got we've we're going. We're never doubting what comes through, whether it's the smell or the picture. And does that just follow us around all day? Do we need to reactivate it at certain times? How long does it last for? You know, those sorts of questions that in our mind we think about that in the human in the how. Yes, our, our logic mind needs to know mm. the answers. So I always like to say, use your intuition. Of course, your intuition is the strongest guide for you, that inner nudge and that inner knowing. And use your intuition in the sense of, okay, how sensitive am I to energy? You know, there's some people that are empaths on a 
mild, I guess, scheme where they're pretty sensitive to people's energy and they can't be around, you know, some people for too long because they might be, you know, triggered by their energy. Some people like me, empath feel things on a collective level, even like with natural disasters, even like full on. And then there's other people that just sensitive in general, just sensitive souls. So depending on where you're at on the spectrum, how much you feel you are needing that protection is really going to depend from person to person. For me, I put my protection on multiple times per day. I do it when I'm on the phone to clients. I put my bubble on. I do it when I leave the house doesn't matter as soon as the way that I activate this and remember to put my bubble on when I leave the house is the second I get to the front door and I close the door the bubble goes on so that's something you can use I do it before I go into meditation 100% I do it before I go into the astral if I'm going to do any kind of channeling work if I'm going to do a mediumship reading anything that I'm doing that's going into the astral realm because you're opening yourself up to other beings and entities and energies and things always if you are someone that works and most of you that are listening in are you know women in business or entrepreneurs healers coaches if you have clients you must be doing this every time before you get on the phone to a client non-negotiable it should just be a non-negotiable for you in your energetic business A couple of other protection techniques, though, that you could use. Um, This is just the basic, quick, easy one. But you can use things like crystals, which I know, Ruby, love crystals, which I want to talk a bit about citrine in a moment because I learned something recently and I was like, oh, no way. I've been I felt like a fraud with citrine for a while. Well, I'm excited. I've got my big (laughs) citrine like right here listening away. It's so beautiful. It's like. Oh, I love that. That's stunning. I've got one here. Oh, gorgeous. Oh, my God. (laughs) So you could use crystals. So obviously crystals have very different properties and different elements and different things that they are infused with and used for. But there are many crystals that are good for grounding and for protection. The, The best ones for protection are black tourmaline. Or you can use obsidian. Obsidian's really good for people that are in the spiritual realm, people like myself. Ruby, this would be a really good one for you, I feel like. I have a big obsidian right there yeah. in my office. <laughs> it, I vector so much of it in there. <laughs> I feel like tourmaline's not strong enough for you, so definitely use your obsidian. Um, you know what? I had a tourmaline. I had a big raw piece of tourmaline. I'm not even kidding. It's disappeared. You know when they go hiding? It's not for you. Yeah. No, yeah. it's gone. I'm so certain I packed it from Melbourne to come here. Cannot no. find it. It's gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That happens. I actually came back from my retreat in Melbourne and I, I fully lost a, a crystal and I'm like, it's not meant for me. Yes. Anyway. So you can use crystals. You can use salinite. Salinite is so powerful. Salinite is so underrated. I think this poor baby gets forgotten about sometimes. Yes. And because also I think some people think, oh, it's such an affordable crystal. It's very affordable to buy a big chunk. I've got two big selenite lamps in my bedroom. They're so stunning. One on Mike's side, one on mine. Oh yeah. Towers and they, and candle holders as well. But I just, they are the spiritual sword. They are the spiritual sword. Oh, I so glad that we're talking about little old selenite because she powerful. Yeah, she is very powerful. And I like to use 
um, her in the form of like this is really good for meditation as well mm. um, and for cutting cords, really <gasps> good for cutting energetic cords. I use this for cutting energetic cords and I also use, I've got these long wands, they're mm. skinny wands. You can pick a wand up, like a 30 centimeter or 20 centimeter wand for like less than $20, guys. It doesn't have to be expensive. And it's so powerful because remember with Selenite and just same with any crystal, it's all about the intention that you set with it. And it's about the energy that you infuse it with. So when you're, you know, making sure that you're cleansing it and you're recharging it under the moon and the sun and, and making sure that you're using it to the best of its ability and setting some intentions around these crystals for protection, which we touched on, obviously, the obsidian and the tourmaline are really good protectors. You can use sound for protection as well. So many things you can use. I've got sound bowls, um, Tibidian bowls, you know, Gouda drums, which I can't wait to invest in. Um, not right now, but I will. Yes, yeah, so many different spiritual toolboxes and things that we could dive into, but I don't want to <laughs> be talking about it all day. We love this conversation on here. The sound element for me has really been coming through. Even the other night I was sitting in bed and I just had this little reminder of find somewhere on the Gold Coast that does sound therapy. And I just Googled my way through. If anyone listening knows of a really great sound therapy place that I can go to here, bring that through. So Haley, I'm so glad you mentioned that. And there's been a couple of sound bowls I've picked up just whenever I'm browsing through an esoteric store and one hasn't fully called to me yet, but I know that there is a singing bowl out there made just for me and I'm so attracted to it. It's so beautiful. Can we come back to the question around Dark Night of the Soul quickly? Because I just think it's going to be so interesting to hear about this. Yeah. And then we'll work out or we'll talk about how we can work with you further. Yeah. So I I feel like the perception around the dark night of the soul is really based around the individual. I don't think there's a right and wrong. I think everyone experiences it differently. Um, But for me, I feel like the dark night of the soul is something that you face when you're actually so spiritually disconnected from your body. And even though you feel like you're very much experiencing all these spiritual things, but you're very much anchored in the darkness of it. Mm. So this is where I talk about that I was in for a whole year of this space because I had to go through that in order to get to the light. So it's an aspect, I guess, it's it's part of your shadowed self as well that needs to be fully faced. And I guess this is talking more into the actual experience in itself. When you're going through the clairvoyance part of your awakening, if if you go through that, you will actually see this as well. And you actually get faced head on with it. And it's fucking so painful. And it's really, it blinds you. I I had many experiences where I got blinded by it. My eyes actually got blinded by this. It was a very hard phase of my awakening. And I don't wish to ever go back there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know I have face it a few more times in this lifetime I'm sure but and that's part of my soul contract but I don't wish it upon anyone and I know that it probably only will happen for a person once or twice in their lifetime where they really have to go through it the way I did but just know if you are going through the dark night of the soul that you will get on the other side of it and there is a light at the end of the tunnel and 
please don't close yourself off from the spiritual world just because of this experience because you're going through it for a higher purpose. Yes. You're going through it because your work is so freaking big. Your mission is huge. You have to go through that. And I'm getting tingles. So am I. To get through to the other side of that light because you can't become a light worker and do all of this work with light and help people to find their light and to refuel their light and to fully embody their light without actually going through the darkness. You can't. You physically cannot. It's like saying, okay, I just want the yin, not the yang. I just want the light, not the dark. I just want the feminine, not the masculine. And I just want the water, not the fire. Can I just do that? No, no, no. You can't do that. That's not how it works. You have to go through polarity of both of them. Oh, I think I went through the dark night of the soul. Now that you've explained it that way, I went through it. You definitely have. The whole darkness around it was rooted in deep anger. Mm -hmm. Just so fucking angry at the world. All channeled through my father figure in my family and actually a lot of men in my life. And I was so angry that I attracted so much anger towards me. I attracted a lot of angry conversations, fiery conversations within my friendship groups, within even I started my business and a lot of my clients early stage were angry at me and I was angry at them. This was going back five years ago and I was still having a side hustle and it came to a real explosive head, but more so my body just was purging it all out. And it came in the form of a seven day fever I was shaking. I was in and out, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, throwing up so violently. You blinded yourself. I lost my voice, completely lost it for almost 10 days. I could not speak. I was a mute and I couldn't speak my truth. I couldn't say anything. And it was that moment. I know what you mean about never wishing that on anybody because and the room was spinning. I mean, I felt like I was in and out of this world, like not, yeah, not life yeah. and death, but in and out of the astral. And yeah. I was really out of my body at times. I was, I could look down at my body. I'm like, what's happening yeah. here? It was major. That's so, so yeah. Yeah. That's- and as soon as I got my voice back, the day after I got my voice back and it was healing back up, it healed so fast. So anyone that's ever lost their voice, it's very gradual. It comes back. It was almost like nothing happened. <laughs> It was like, oh my God, why is it back all of a sudden? And that was the day I started my podcast. Wow. What a beautiful story to come out of though. Like you come out and see the light on the other side of that. So much clarity. It's like I had so much sweat pour from my body and I just felt so clear on the other side of it. And that's the light Haley's talking about. Mm -hmm. And I swear ever since then, the healing relationship with my dad has oh. just been wonderful. My business is filled with so much light. I yeah. feel like a totally different human being. And this yeah. is now going back four years ago now. Mm. And oh my goodness, yeah. just incredible jewels on the other side. Mm. And like Haley said, don't walk away from the spiritual side, embrace it even more. Yes. And I'm so grateful we talked about this today, Haley. Seriously, it's It's been a joy and such a gift for you to share everything that you have with us. 
And I just really want to say from the bottom of my soul, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're so welcome. It's been a pleasure. And didn't know it was going to go into this, but it, it was fun. I it was it. always going to be, it was always going to be an esoteric magical moment between yes. the two of us. <laughs> Can you see on the camera, there's this full on white light coming out the top of your head? Yeah. <laughs> that's been happening in and out, like the shadows that's playing. It's beautiful. Okay. So how do we work with you, Haley? What's coming up? What services do you have to offer? And I'll be linking all of this in the show notes below. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so I guess I haven't really spoken about them yet, Rubes, because I'm, like I said, I'm coming out and I've just gone through a lot and I'm rebirthing my entire brand. So it's all coming out very slowly. But currently at the moment, I've got a workshop coming up here in Melbourne um, in person. It's called Unlimited and Unchained. It's for women that are ready to fully release I like to say the chains that they've had wrapped around them for many years and to fully immerse themselves into healing and to start that journey. So it's probably for a woman that is yet in the early stages of healing. Maybe it's childhood trauma. Maybe it's just identifying that they need healing. Maybe it's just acknowledging that they're at this place where it's time to go into those dark wounded phases I also offer Timeline Therapy, which is a six-week transformation program. It's a one-on-one program that I do over the phone. And that's really to help people heal from anything from childhood, anything passed down through the womb from their parents or generational trauma or from a past life. So we do go very, very deeply into past life. It's a little bit more of a regression now because I really do use a lot of my mediumship in this as well. So I wouldn't really say it's just timeline therapy. It's very unique to me. And I have my beautiful inner circle, the intuitive empath that's launching June 30. I'm launching that. It's a very intimate space, very selective with the women I bring into this container. But that's basically for any healers, coaches, spiritual leaders, channelers that are ready to really own their gifts and to embody that and to step into that and who really want to integrate the shadowed aspects of themselves and also learn a little bit more about their human body and their cycle and how to actually harness the energy of being a human as well. Because I think us spiritual people, sometimes we forget that we have we to forget. <laughs> It's like we're human, yeah. We need to connect more with our body. So Why am I so tired, damn it? (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, sleep. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I've been in the astral all night. (laughs) Yes, yes. So bringing the humanness back into that as well. And also I offer one-on-one coaching on a three-month basis as well for anyone that needs help in their business. Haley is such a light and a gift to this world. Please do reach out on Instagram or wherever you find her on on the website as well. And I'm so thrilled we were able to hold space for this talk. Thank you to all of our guides that are here really speaking through us and within us. And I really want to wish everybody the best time exploring this side, this other side to all of us, both being in the human and in the esoteric. And Haley and I are always up for a chat like this. So definitely hit us up. Thank you so much, beautiful, for being on here today. You are so welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much, Ruby. (laughs) 
So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode like I enjoyed recording it for you. If you're someone who's been really interested to learn more about how spirituality can blend into your business as it is to help you really leap into that next level, check out Soul Led Business. This is my self-study course to help you integrate some beautiful rituals and practices into your everyday strategies. This is the way that I have taught business as a philosophy, as an energetic field to help me really grow into my first million dollars. If you're excited to find out more, click in the show notes below and enter in the code SOUL200 to receive $200 off the course. Enjoy and I can't wait to catch you in my next episode.